Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo Resilience Show. To Ben Like Bamboo is to master change with flexibility. And on the show, I get to interview very special guests talking about all things resilience. And today I'm with the lovely Phil Hadfield. Lovely. Welcome, Phil. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. That's all right. Thank you so much um, for coming on. Now, you've got a wonderful podcast um, that I was very lucky to be on only a few weeks ago, actually, called The Chronic Comeback Podcast. Correct. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I set that up earlier on this year through D-Link. Do you want me to, did you want me to talk yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah, do, okay, do, do. Cool. tell me, tell me. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to just suddenly talk for five minutes and then you were like, <laughs> No, what? no, this is great. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I've, uh, through dealing with my own chronic health issues, like the last five to 10 years, and um, obviously the physical stuff that comes with that, but the more the mental side of it, and I don't think people really ever focus on that. They're just focused on, I've got all these symptoms. Why don't yeah. I feel like I used to feel before? And then it's really that you know the mental mind, the mindset of it all that really, that really is tough and really difficult. And um, as you well know, and you probably looked into it on your end, the depression rates amongst people who are going through chronic health is is ridiculous. So. Um, yeah. I, uh, through the last like five years, I, I've started to uh, surround myself with stories, positive stories of people recovering or people doing amazing things with their lives and surrounding myself with those kinds of people. And um, it's just done so much for my mindset and for my just just my well-being on a daily basis. And whilst I'm not recovered, my, my life is just a lot better now. Um, I, be, I have that belief that I'm going to do something amazing with my life and I'm already headed in that direction. And yeah. so early on this year, I was just like, I would just love for other people. Um, if you go on Facebook, you go on these chat rooms about chronic health, it's yeah. all doom and gloom. It's all negativity. It can be. Totally. Yeah. Can. Yeah. So I just wanted to, um, each week I'm interviewing people that uh, have come back from chronic health issues like yourself Uh, and I've gone on and done amazing things and uh, yeah, kind of giving, giving back and yeah, that's it. I I don't want to dominate the show talking about it. No, this is so great. I, you're so inspiring, Phil. I think you're amazing. Like I'm so, I was so proud to be on your show and how old are you? Uh, 34. 34. Yeah. Amazing. And what part of um, England, London? London. Yeah. You're in London. yeah, anyone listening who's from the UK, though, I was originally from Birmingham, so I haven't haven't got a, a London accent. I've got a bit of a strange accent. Love it, love it. <laughs> so let's dive in. Tell me, what does resilience mean to you? That's a, it's a good question. Um, resilience for me is uh, the ability to to bounce back, but I guess the the ability at the the at your darkest times to see to to see reason in those times um and to be able to come through them and look back on them and actually be grateful for them and it's only now being you know the age I'm at looking back on things in my childhood that I was like that was really tough for me um even just like the smallest things like I did a whole season sitting on a a bench just trying to get my chance in soccer in football and uh you know, fin- finally got that chance and just took it, but it took me a whole season. And my, my mum used to say, just quit. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to keep going back every week. And there was tears and there's everything. Yeah. You look back on that and, uh, you know, the knockback from job interviews. But then if you'd got that job, you, you know, 
your life would have gone a completely different way. Um, True. And so for me, res resilience is really being able to kind of make that bounce back, that comeback, but also see reason in it and, and be grateful for, for, for having that, that that kind of dark time that actually made you a better person, if that makes sense. I love it. So, so finding the lesson, and there always is um, a, an equal amazing lesson and positive aspect of a negative, well, not a negative, but a difficult time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's so true. So let, like, let, let's talk about what happened to you. Like what was your story? What is your story? Yeah, so I guess when you talk about resilience, uh, this is this is what I'm going through at the moment. It's a constant test of resilience. I think I was actually quite lucky up until um, the age of 22. Uh, I I'd had a pretty normal life, um, you know, good family, um, you know, the normal troubles, but nothing too significant. Uh, you know, just finished university, went travelling with some friends loving life uh, doing things you probably shouldn't do but you're gonna do at 22 and um i was actually in australia actually and uh i got this tick bite uh when i was there and just from that point onwards uh i just started to develop uh every kind of symptom under the sun um and that's you know from uh aching joint pain uh, neurological symptoms um yeah loads of different symptoms and that came on over a year um and it wasn't so bad it was kind of just like what is going on I've never had to deal with this before yeah. I would go and see neurologists I'd go and see doctors um and they would just say you're fine you know you look at you you're fine it, don't worry about it um yeah. and then I, I kind of got back to normal um but then five years later after a kind of period of every now and then getting some symptoms I had like a almost like another relapse uh, at one point and since then it's just got worse and worse and again all of those symptoms that I described all of those and more just you know ringing in the ears issues with my vision all of this kind of stuff and mm -hmm. the part I want to talk about resilience in this is mm -hmm. is a lot of those times at the beginning you just start to you start doing stuff like you go on these internet chat rooms and stuff and you start picturing yourself in a wheelchair. You start, you know, you read, you type in Google pins and needles, uh, muscle weakness, yeah. issues with eyes. And you see all of these terrible irreversible things. Yeah. Like you, you, a neuron MS and like, I can think yeah, exactly. Amazing. And then you suddenly start seeing it everywhere. You'll be on TV and there'll be, there'll be an advert and you'll just be like, it's something like that will pop up and you're because you're focusing on it it's that's everywhere right. that's right and and that was that's what I was going through and I felt so lonely because I was yeah. I was 28 at the time and I was you know probably going out at more than before like me and my friends are quite uh sociable people let's say and uh you know going out doing a lot of partying and I was just like it was this um contradictory lifestyle because I felt so bad but I was still pushing myself really hard at work pushing myself really hard um going out uh and and also pushing myself really hard for uh, an exercise point of view but every mm. time I would go to a doctor they would say you're fine and not only that they would make me feel like I was crazy. like I was uh yeah like I was crazy it was um mm. and, and 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 yeah I, I know 
anyone listening to this who's been in this situation will, will have been through the same kind of thing. Oh. And so I, I did test after test on the our health system, the, the, yeah. the NHS, and uh, always, always just came back negative. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, I was, I was fit as a fit. And I, I, the problem is you look fine. The, there's nothing wrong with you physically. Whereas when it's an acute injury, you know, you've broken a nose, if there's something like that, or even if you have something like, you know, something really serious, like cancer or something like that, you, you look ill. So, cause you don't look ill people just, if you tell someone you are feeling terrible, yeah, they're just like, you're fine. Um, yeah. so, um, it got to the point. Yeah, where I, um, I'd i done loads and loads of tests and it got to the, the, the point where I was just like, this is unbelievable, was I got sent to an anxiety, health anxiety person, which basically should be, it should be renamed as a, a hypochondriac doctor, because that's what you're going there for, really. Because um, wow. he was just saying, it, it's all in your head. I saw, I must have seen him about five times um, and he put me on antidepressants. And um, it just didn't get didn't get any better. And I was it was Christmas 2015, and I was there with my mum. And I told her, look, I've stopped taking these antidepressants. It's ridiculous. And she said, Phil, you're you're not like a oh, you might have anxiety, but you're not an overly not anxious person. Yeah. No, I'm not. You're not depressed. This isn't what caused it causing your issues. If you go back to kind of what you like, how this all started, it was that bite. In, in Australia, look, look into that. So then at that point I was like, okay, I'm actually done with like accepting other people's opinions, doctor's opinions when it's not making me better. I'm taking control over this. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to, I'm going to find the, the, the solution. Um, little did I know, I mean, I thought I'd find the solution within about three months, but obviously that didn't happen. But I I then started going and getting, it, it costs a lot of money, um, but I started getting private testing and I was going over to Germany uh, because they're a lot better than the UK in, in, in looking at all of this. And finally I had confirmation that um, I had something, uh, they had all my blood results back and I, I it showed that I was, I had a, um, incredibly weak immune system something was attacking my immune system and I, I ended up getting like a, a clinical diagnosis uh, of Lyme because of the, the bite and because of the, the blood the blood work although there wasn't a positive test for Lyme so I then just went on a, a period of time which definitely needed more resilience of uh, yeah. I went and did a month where I was had hooked up to IVs getting um, antibiotics, antivirals. That didn't work. Uh, I then did a three week uh, detox thing in India uh, that you know didn't make any improvement. Um, I did every diet oh. under the sun, um, vegan, um, you know, vegetarian, um, just every, cutting out gluten cutting out dairy at different times, all of these things, every supplement. I mean, I've got a whole uh, pharmacy of supplements downstairs. Um, and then it just got to the point where I was like, okay, I think I need to leave my job so I can focus on this. Um, I'd found this other, um, stop me by the way, if I, this story's going No, this is, this, this is perfect. Keep going. Good. Uh, so uh, it got to the point where I was like, I need to, I need to leave work. Like I was, I, I didn't enjoy my job anyway at, at that time. Um, I, I, it, I probably should have left a couple of years before, but as you do, you kind of 
out of fear you stay in a job um that's, that's a conversation um but it got to the point I was like, right, okay, I'm going to need to get something that will get me better. And I found this stem cell treatment um, that you can do for people with Lyme disease. Uh, this uh, lovely doctor in Germany uh, who st I'm still dealing with now. And um, I left my job, went over to Germany. Um, I actually also went over to Florida because I found a kinesiologist, which I haven't told you about actually, no. uh, that I did three weeks of treatment sorry, three weeks, a week of treatment with her. Great. Uh, she put me on loads of supplements. Then I went to Germany, did the stem cell treatment. Then I'd found another stem cell guy in, in America. Um, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. So I tried to do everything at once, hoping that it will work. Mm. Um, and I did some stem cell stuff with her, him on my joints. So the guy in Germany had done it on my blood. It was on my joints. So I was like, right, I'm set. This is it. You know, I've spent a lot of money and it was in, in, in excess of like £20,000, maybe even £30,000. Um, and I was like, this is it now. I, I went traveling and I, you know, I'll, I'll get better. And it just didn't happen. Um, didn't improve. I didn't, I didn't, in, didn't see a, a single bit of improvement. Um, so I, I carried on traveling and, uh, you know, enjoyed traveling. But again, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, I'm still, I've left work. But now I'm spending loads of money uh, without an income and, and, and I'm not getting better. So yeah. I've got that stress now, which I, I didn't have that before. Yeah. So I got to the point, this was like in beginning of 2019, I decided that uh, I was going to stop traveling. I've been traveling for a year. I was going to come back. Uh, I was going to start my own business with my friend. Um, we were like, we don't want to go back to our old jobs, but yeah. I'm now kind of like working remotely um, running my own kind of recruitment consultancy on the side of trying to uh, start my own business. So it's good because I get to run my own hours. Great. Um, but then that year, so I was like, I found this clinic that did this uh, three week water fast uh, where you go and you only just have water for, for, for a week, for three weeks. Um, and it's meant, yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's a place in, um, in California and it does a lot of good for a lot of people, but I think for, for someone in my situation, um, I got tested straight after it and it showed my immune system just, just hadn't responded at all. So, uh, again, that didn't work. You know, all of my friends are seeing me come back from each of these things and they're just like, the, the, the dreaded question I hear is, so are you feeling any better? And I'm just like, no. no. And I just dread it, the question. Um, and each time you've got to kind of like pick yourself up and just, I've had a lot of doctors say, look, I think you should just, just, just accept that this is something you're going to have to live with and just manage it. And each time they say that, I'm like, don't know how I feel. Like I'm not going to accept that. Um, so at the beginning of this year, I called the, the, the my German doctor again. I said, look, I, I need to go again. We need to do some more tests or something. And we got myself tested for uh, mold uh, toxicity as, amongst a number of other things. And uh, for those who don't know, 20% um, of the population actually have a uh, like a genetic um, susceptibility to, to mold toxicity. So uh, I live with my girlfriend and um, she could be we've got mold in our, in our flat, which we've just realized. But she's just sitting there, you know, breathing it in. But she's developing antibodies, which essentially zap the, the, the mycotoxins, which are um, which 
are uh, come about from from the mold whereas someone like me it just builds up and builds up over years and years and I grew up in a place that was old and probably quite moldy and uh, eventually starts to create all of these health problems and I got this test result back that showed I had these high levels of toxic mold and I was like wow this is this this potentially is it and uh, I was only just speaking to you before this call. I, I finally I had a call yesterday uh, with uh, this specialist in the, in the US that's kind of said to me that I, I he can see he's given me this plan and he's like, I've had so many people in your position and it's fully, fully. I'm so confident that you can fully recover from this. And this is almost 11 years from when it first started. So um, I'm not I'm still in it. Yeah, you're still um, I, on the journey. Yeah, and exactly. Um, I really so, wish you all the best with that. I really hope that that un uncovers what you're looking for, and it does start to get to the bottom of what's creating these symptoms for you. And I think a lot of people are going to feel inspired just hearing that. You know, even the fact that you haven't solved it yet, there's a lot of people that are going to be in your shoes. And and today's all about discussing how you're handling being in the middle of all of that. So it's really inspiring. So um, how has it felt, you know, when you've been at your lowest? Like, what does it feel like feeling that defeated and unsure and, and unwell? I think I'm someone who uh, likes having, being able to control um, what, like, outcomes of things, um, like in business and in, in my life, really, in exercise, I have a, I have a goal and I, 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 I control that. I, I'm like, if I do X, it would deliver Y. And uh, that's always been the case, uh, you know, with exercise as an example. If I'm going to get in that condition, I have to not eat those horrible things, not yeah. drink those horrible things, and I have to yeah. work out, blah, blah, blah. blah. The, the difficulty with this is that I would, there's so many gut punches where you go to a doctor, they say, I, I didn't mention all of the other people I've seen. It's crazy. Um, and they'll say, you need to do this five times a day for six months and you won't see a response for six months, but six months should be fine. So I'll do it for six months and it doesn't do anything. So for me, it's that lack of control over, over me getting better. I can yeah. have all, all of the enthusiasm and everything in the world. It's just that, yeah, that lack of control. That, that, that must be really me. hard because like what I believe is what you believe is what matters. And if you've got a goal, you want to align it with what you're believing. So align it. Mm. And then when you're going through the journey and you're in the middle of it and nothing's worked, what, what typically happens is our goals don't align with what we believe can be possible. And then that yeah. creates a massive resistance and that creates more fear, more stress and more. And then th that's how the immune system in itself um, starts to um, uh, re respond from that fight or flight reaction of I haven't found the answer yet. I so it's almost like you've got to be proactive, but then also sort of like surrender into the belief of, but the answer's coming. I am going to solve this. I believe I can be well. How do you do yeah. that? It's so hard. I, I actually, I find it really difficult um, and I'm still finding it difficult now, even though he's telling me that, I can fully recover. I know there's a big part of me that's like, it's almost like, you know, I've been yeah. in a relationship that, you know, I've been, I've been the, um, the person who's been wronged consistently. Oh, and I do it again. I now, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to get my, it's almost like, 
there's a part of me that doesn't want to get my hopes up too much because I've mm. just been burnt so many times before. But that being said, I, I just have to believe, I have to be, I have to be positive and yeah. Um, yeah. So what was your turning point, do you think? What, what keeps you going every day to keep searching for answers and to be positive through this massive journey you're on? So I, I can't, you know, I talked about earlier with my, when my mum said, uh, you know, mm. stop. That was the turning point as in mm. I stopped taking doctors' uh, opinions at face value and, and believing them because that's, you know, up until that point, my, my parents are just like, we have a local doctor and he's like, God, uh, that's definitely not the case anymore. I, I have got a lot of respect for them now. I realise it's more about education than anything. But yeah. um, I think for me, there wasn't really a turning point. It's, it, it's a continuation yeah. of turning points. Um, I probably still, I probably still got some more to go. Um, yeah, probably a lot to go. But it's more, um, I think it's a development of my mindset. Um, and that started the minute I started looking at meditation and just the other side of things, I'd been a very one dimensional, you know, I was a nice guy, uh, but you know, a one dimensional character, I guess before in a way I wouldn't, if someone had told me about the universe or um, things are meant to be, or I was a very, what I perceived to be a rational person. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think that way yeah. whereas now I've started to get um it's almost like you start to feel a little bit like a child again when you start thinking about these kind of things like the things working for a reason things working into cycles you know once you're in that down phase you know you're going to come back up because that's just the way things work I never thought about things like that before and um I'm veering off topic a little bit but no, not at all uh, not at all keep yeah, going yeah um, I, I think I think there's just a continuation of, of a lot of it for me is is reading uh, and yep. um, listening to podcasts and yep. speaking to people like yourself yeah. who have just gone and done amazing things. And since I've actually uh, started decided to launch my own business, I've really um, gone deep into kind of like personal development and listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of audio books. And it's almost like getting therapy. I actually think it's better than therapy. Yeah. Um, I, I, could be, I could be in the worst, worst place mentally and I'll read 10 pages of a book or listen to one podcast and it will just change my day. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it's that. It's a continual effort to improve myself. And only in the last couple of years have I started to be a lot more grateful for, for the things that are going on now that makes sense yeah this is so cool it sounds like, like your thing is control wanting to control and um, maybe when you were younger you felt out of control so therefore that's why you wanted to control and that can be a, a thing that evokes fear and um, inner resistance but at the same time your illness has and your symptoms of whatever is going on has um, allowed you to learn how to take more control in a positive way and um, and maybe your journey is about learning to believe more while controlling. And maybe it's just about taking control of the overwhelming fears when we feel out of control. And that's how you will change your mind. I'm been like bambooing you right now. So like you'll change yeah, I your can mind. Tell. <laughs> I can't help it. So like you've got a goal. I can feel it start to believe like you know i want to feel in control and then the old you is like i don't feel in control so i've got to force it to happen whereas 
what everything you're going through right now is teaching you, um, you know, that you are in control. And, um, and then when you start believing that you can let go of um, the pressure and the intensity of believing that you're out of control. And then when you start mm. to see more and more, oh, I am in control, I am in control. And you can open your heart and start to believe that good things can happen again and you will find your answers. To me, my instinct tells me that it's going to be about pulling back and, and, and not trying too hard and letting go of the inner resistance of um, feeling like you still need to find control when it may just be right in front of you, but because you're forcing it. And that can happen when you're on a really long journey of finding health. I know my twin sister, she was in pain with Crohn's disease for so many years that she actually stopped breathing and she flatlined and died, but came back thankfully and she's good now. But when you're on a long, long journey of being in pain or having symptoms that are really debilitating, you do, you feel completely out of control and it's easier said than done to go, well, I'm just going to learn how to feel in control and let go of that inner resistance. Like it's not easy, but it is actually about hitting rock bottom and then having no choice but to find that inner letting go of the resistance where you just have to. And then you really find, discover new aspects of yourself where you didn't realize that you could believe more and, and let go of control. You know, you just learn so many new aspects of yourself that helps you to become a whole new version of yourself. And then your thinking changes and your vocabulary changes and your inner dialogue. And that's what changes the biochemistry that's going to heal your immune system. Like, I think yeah. that your, your story is so fascinating. And my story is very much about feeling in control or out of control too, because it's about the brain. And it sounds like your stuff is going to be about the brain too, whatever they find, whether it's Lyme and the, or this mold thing, it's definitely affected the brain by the sounds of it with your yeah. symptoms. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, also that, I mean, there's definitely genetics in there, which meant that I've had this kind of mold build up over, over a long time. Um, there's a number of other things that are going on uh, that I've had positive tests for as well, like EBV and a number, a number of other things yes. that are also not helping, but it's also kind of brought on by the, the mold situation. But I think it's, um, and by the way, this is brilliant. I didn't realize I was getting a, a session uh, 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 first thing in the morning. <laughs> I'm so, so tempted at the end to get like to hold points with you. We might do that later, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't realize. Uh, so, but um, I think, I think what you said there is, is so true. And, and for me, what I was hearing there was kind of like ba balance, a balance between kind of yeah. having that control, but and, that, and that's what I'm continually going through. Um, well, what this has brought about is a lot of self awareness. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's self awareness is kind of a bit of a battle, um, like to to making sure that you're constantly look, you know, bit looking introspectively yeah. and and kind of assessing, you know, how you're reacting to cert to certain things. But because I'm such an all or nothing kind of person it can be really helpful sometimes like for, for so you know this guy yesterday just gave me this whole list of things that I need to do and so I'll go at it but then also as you said I need to have a little bit of kind of holding back and and, and having leaving. yeah e Less. exactly exactly Less. um it's, yeah it's 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 um yeah I can see that's your journey of like learning how to believe that it's going to be okay yeah. And, um, yeah. and, and, and so our setbacks that are placed in front of us, whether it's changing jobs and ending or the start of a relationship or illness, I really believe that these things are placed in front of us for us to go through them. That builds the resilience for us to learn whatever it is that we need to unlearn or unpack from younger stuff that we've 
started to believe that we need to change our minds about. Mm. And it was only when I absolutely just could not walk <laughs> did I go, ah, oh. well, <laughs> suppose I better this. learn how to let go of control then because I couldn't <laughs> wash, walk or feed myself. Like I couldn't, like it was, I was like, oh, well, I can't. And then I had to let go of control in letting my mom and my sister and friends dress me and feed me. And it was beautiful moments as well, but it was hard for me to receive that it was, but then I had to go through that to soften because mm. I hardened up so much. I think when I was younger from believing I was so out of control, you know, right here, I'm going to show you. Oh, one of my post-it notes on my computer is let go of control. I am in full control of my life. So I've, I've got this up, oh, like nice. I'm constantly training myself about I am in control um, and it's funny that like I'll go years and years with no symptoms, but then sometimes one thing will throw me and make me believe I'm out of control again. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Can't feel the whole left side. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, and it's always about control for me. And so, um, you know, it, getting to the bottom of what that inner resistance is for you when you're going through an illness and then your body parts and your organs are connected to these different emotions. The brain is very much about control. Um, mm. <laughs> whereas, um, the kidneys are about, um, fear and also willpower. Um, and the gallbladder is very much about moving forward and being able to execute your plans. Whereas the liver is about being able to create plans and seeing your vision. Um, and there's all these different parts of the body that kinesiologists obviously look into. That's Henry, by the way, my little dog, darling. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, um, this is, this is great, Phil, because it's just helped giving an example of what it's like when you're in the middle of it um, and people will relate to a lot of the things you're going through and that's mm. going to help them to believe that they can feel connected and that they can overcome it. I think, I think, um, and that's why I love what you're doing with the podcast. It's a, you can apply it, what I'm going through right now. You can apply it to anything yes. that you're going through that, that that's difficult. And that's, that's, you know, why I'm, you know, grateful for a lot of the <clears throat> the stuff I've had to go through because it just yeah. set me up for other things in life. Yeah. Uh, but it was, in, it, it was interesting what you said then about the, the left side thing that, you know, you were saying that every now and then it's almost like that'll come up and you, you actually could freak out at that point, but you're like, oh no, it, it, that's like a, you've, you've got an awareness now that that's actually like a, a different thing. And it actually, in a way, it's almost a comforting thing in a, in a warped way because you're like, okay, that's telling me to slow down. Whereas another person having that exact same thing could completely freak out and think their, their life's over. So Because I believe I've gotten to the bottom of what it is. And then because I studied kinesiology and then I learned all True. the body parts and then, and, then, and then when I would clear out that stuff and those specific emotions that cause me stress, then, and then my feeling would come back and I would go, oh, that's interesting. And I've been doing that for 10 years now, like just – like for so long. So I know some, sometimes I don't know what it is, but often I know, oh, okay. And I've learned to listen, you know, I've got sore ears at the moment. So I was like, oh, what's that about? And ears are about your inner, intu- inner intuition on the left side, or maybe the right is more about, you don't want to hear something that's going on around you. So that's, you know, it's just the body is constantly communicating to us. Um, and sometimes we don't need to like bandaid it. It's like, oh, well, sometimes the inner, like, pulling back is about allowing your body to feel these symptoms and talking to them like you could go 
okay, cool. What, what's going on? What, what, what are you trying to tell me? What is this about? And I would meditate on that. I would journal about it um, and, and let go of needing it to be different just for a bit. Just yeah. for it doesn't mean you're not being proactive. It doesn't mean you don't want it to go away. It doesn't mean you don't want it. But but just letting go of, um, just let get out of your own way, kind of thing, and just let it be. And sometimes the answers come. And I really believe when you get to the bottom of the emotional link to what's going on with you physically, you, you cure it for good. So mm-hmm. what have you learned? What's the biggest thing you've learned? It's a good question. Just one There's thing that, that stands one, out that you've learned. One thing. Um, wow, that is a good question. I think, um, I don't know one thing I've learned. I think it's just more that the, the path that this has kind of sent me on, um, looking at a side of my life that I never would have done before. So I guess actually, I think the, the thing that it's taught me is that actually life isn't so serious. And I know that sounds ridiculous because I'm going through something that's quite serious, but that actually, there's this amazing part of life that is actually taking control over things as long as you kind of are playing by the rules, if that makes sense. Um, You're, you know, you're not being a total idiot. Um, So, and that's such like a a magical thing to believe in that there's a universal kind of force that is taking care of you as long as you're kind of, working with it and not against it and the first time I started hearing that I was like that is a load of crap sorry uh, I just thought, I just <laughs> yeah. thought that's, a load, that's a load of rubbish I was sitting there in this meditation thing and the guy was talking about it and I was yeah. just like that is just such a load of rubbish but then when you start doing more and more reading on on the subject and you start hearing this these aren't just people that are you know yogis with you know long hair and just these know just wearing a pair of trousers in Bali you know these are like see the CEOs there's like all these all these kind of people that sports stars all talking about Mm. the same thing and force that you know that like life force that surrounds us exactly um so I think for me it's like it's actually that if you I think that life isn't actually as serious as everyone wants it to uh everyone believes it to be and actually it does have this real childlike magical element to it that I'm maybe I haven't been experiencing in its entirety in these last 10 years but I have seen a lot of elements to it and I'm now seeing more and more of it on, 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 a, on a month-to-month basis yeah that's um, really cool because that that's what yeah. when more you step into not taking life too seriously and you discover the magic that is all around you then you know that inner resistance will drop more and more as well Mm. and maybe you had to go through so much to to learn how to turn that on and off maybe you know you know what it feels like to create like to have like um it almost feels like hell on earth you know and and then there is a way that we can sort of drop it and then step into paradise i've experienced it myself you can create heaven or hell on earth it depends on how you look at things and what you're believing so um so how do you think your life is better having gone through that? So in so many ways, um, so many ways. Uh, I think about the the sliding doors of me kind of having that, uh, you know, the, I think it, it, although I had this tick bite, uh, the doctors told me it's kind of like a perfect storm. I already had a lot going on and that was just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. And, but that was maybe a sliding doors moment for me that had I not, 
started to develop those symptoms. I was, I know what I'm, I know what I'm like, I was, you know, I'm, I'm an ambitious person and in my twenties was more, you know, a lot driven by money, money, money. And that was what I wanted to do. So I had a job in the city and I, my group of friends have, you know, got really good jobs and we're all kind of competitive. And I know that I would have gone and just stayed and stayed in, in, in that kind of like city environment um, working, you know, 14, 15 hours a day or whatever it is. And just, you know, trying to, buy you know buy more property just just live the what I believed was going to be a successful life and I think I ironically I think had I not got uh, I don't like to say sick because it, it gives like a negative connotation but had I not developed symptoms I would have I think I would have got ill further down the line mm. through through a bad lifestyle um yeah. Although I was very health conscious from a, a vanity point of view, I I do so much exercise, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd try to watch what I ate. It was always from a point of view of looking good, not feeling good. Yeah. And um, I feel like from a health point of view, from a business point of view, and probably from a relationship point of view, I my life would have been far worse off. And I think finally, I'm just a, I'm a lot more, I think I'm just a lot more conscious of, uh, like my actions and, and how they affect other people and yeah. trying to do trying to uh, do like with the podcast for example just trying to actually make an effort to to put something out there without respect uh, expecting anything back yeah um so yeah, that's that's quite a lot of things that I've learned but no, uh, I know I love it and, and, and you know yeah. you've found more meaning in life and you know it's, mm. it sounds very satisfying and you know you take care of yourself to feel good as well as looking good I think that's amazing so do you have yeah. some tips to round everything off um I, I think tips for someone who's going through a bad time is that I I, I was once told this thing and I, I talk I, I talk about it with like my business partner and my girlfriend um life is just like full of like mini and huge cycles and mm-hmm. so everything's always going in a cycle so in a day when you just have that time where you get a call, you know, I had it, had it yesterday. My, uh, the, I had a leak in my roof. Uh, I had uh, something going on at work um, and then had something going on with my business. And then my girlfriend came to me and said something else and everything just went at once. And then I said to myself, this is just the the point and the bottom of the cycle in that day. And it was, everything got better from that point onwards. And I think it's just when you're in those darkest times and when you're in, the, the you know the worst times they may last longer than you want but you are at the you know towards the bottom of them and good things are going to come you're going to go on that and I like to it say will this, keep moving yeah, yeah I yes. love it that's so yeah. true yeah um and I think that's also a good thing to know when you're on the top and you're feeling it and everything's amazing yeah you've got to be mentally prepared that that's also not going to last forever and Mm-mm. um I actually although I don't want to ruin good days, I, I do say to myself, like when I have an amazing day, I'm like, okay, be grateful for this because you know that in a couple of days you could have a really bad day. And, um, and that tends to coincide with, with how I feel maybe as well. But um, yeah, I think that's my biggest tip. Just when you're having a bad time or even a good time, recognize that that is a cycle and that there's no, it will change. It's impossible not to change. It will hundred yeah. percent so that you can't get away from it it will change and just move through it because it's gonna yes. move i love that that's awesome exactly thank you well i stole it from someone else so 
<laughs> I'm sure you've been through it though yourself and I've yeah. never heard anyone say that. Like it's a cycle. It absolutely is. And there's big cycles and mini cycles. I love it, Phil. This is so cool. I think you're so cool. cool. Ah, thank you very much. You too. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, so um, I'll have all of the notes in the vlog of how you can't, can find Phil, but he's um, got a Facebook page called The Chronic Comeback and also Instagram and YouTube. Um, you must check out his um, amazing podcast and his work. And thanks again, Phil, for coming on the show. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, apologies if the uh, the lighting was pretty bad in here. It's first no, thing it's in the good. morning in the UK. Yeah, I know. No, it's very early in the morning for you and it's, it's just, just moving it's into just dark and horrible. No, it's all good. No, this is great. And I really wish you all the best of luck on your journey. I know you're going to find everything that you need. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.